Ryden O'Flaherty, the quarterback, wearing number 13. He's gone most of the way in this game. Takes a shotgun snap. He's going to throw to the end zone. He's got a man. He's got a touchdown. Kyle Morgant. And the Rams aren't done yet, folks. Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. This podcast comes to you from the Regina Sports Performance Center studio. All our guests come to you on the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. Hammer Time Roofing is located in Saskatoon. Thanks to these other great sponsors as well, Face First Medical Aesthetics in Regina, Advantage Collision in Saskatoon and Prince Albert, Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina, AGT Foods, Gear Up with John Ryan Foundation, Mark Greshner Photography, and Double Z Ag Sales in Weyburn. Time now for our Coach of the Week segment for the Gear Up with John Ryan Foundation, and we hear now from Regina Ride Head Coach Chris Hattisbeck. And we're coming to you from the Regina Sports Performance Center studio and our guest coming to you as always on the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. Check out Kevin Welsh and the gang in Saskatoon. Joining me, the head coach of the Regina Riot, Chris Hattisbeck. How are you today, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Bobby. Yeah, thanks for being on. It's great to be talking football, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's nice after that long break, for sure. Yeah, so how did you uh, become a better coach during that long break? Well, you know, we were fortunate to have so many online sessions um, kind of all around the world. Um, just because of the, how things were going, there's lots of opportunities to, to learn and get better. So you, we take advantage of those. And, uh, you know, we hope that uh, the time off has learned something during the break. Uh, describe yourself as a head coach uh, for the people that don't know. Yeah, so this is, uh, if you want to my second year as the head coach for the Riot. Of course, last year, you know, a couple practices, that's about it. You know, I've been with the team since day one, um, you know, which we're trying to be organized. Our goal is to be elite. Uh, we, you know, we, that's what we strive for, the way we practice, the way we plan. So, um, you know, I'm excited. Uh, you know, been doing it a long time with the Riot and in this league. Hopefully we're ready to go once we get going here in July. What kind of team do you think we'll have here in July? Yeah, you know, uh, we're going to be fairly uh, young, lots of new players, um, considering the, the shortened season. You know, um, some of our veterans aren't able to play this year just the way the season works. You know, we're usually done at the end of June, not starting at the beginning of June. So, you know, we'll lose a few, but uh, we're getting some new players here from the junior league. We've done Victoria's Melville, Moose, and Yorkton Labern, which is awesome. So that's really going a long way with everything. Yeah, that's a good side of things. How, how is the sport of football growing on the female side? You know, the, ever since that junior league started, it's been amazing to see how many more young female athletes are getting into football. You know, they didn't have those opportunities for, for just women's football uh, in the past. You know, we are lots of girls who played with the boys, which was awesome, but it's good for those that uh, that want to play with other girls that, to have that opportunity, and you're seeing the benefits of that in the league now with uh, so many of these young athletes coming in to play football instead of having to learn it when they come to us. I think this is a fair comment. Maybe you can say I'm way off base by this, but I would imagine, you know, you coach boys to begin with. When you started coaching females, did you coach differently than you do now? Meaning, is your mindset kind of like, you know, you're coaching a girl, but it'd be like you were coaching a boy. Do you have the same mindset when you coach now? You know, it's, it's definitely a fair question. And when I started coaching the girls, you know, I was 18. I was a young coach, probably only my second year coaching, third year. Um, and, you know, you, you maybe go in expecting it to be different, but it's, it's similar in so many ways. 
Um, these girls love to learn. Um, one of the best parts about coaching women is you actually see them grow pretty much from practice to practice. The boys, you maybe don't get that benefit. Take it so serious. They put in the work uh, in the weight room, watching film uh, at practice, uh, and, you know, it pays off. And it's just it's such so rewarding to, to coach them and uh, see them grow as athletes. You talk about having a younger team. Will the playbook look different? Um, you know, things are going to be different for sure. Cause our first practice is coming up on Tuesday. Uh, you know, and our first game is coming up on July 10th. So uh, we don't usually have the, the three months of preparing uh, before our first game this year. So, you know, we're going to keep things a bit more basic than we maybe would in a normal season. But um, as far as the skills we teach and those kind of things, that's all going to be the same. And so it's a, it's a mini-series with the Saskatoon Valkyries, right? So just tell us about that. That's right. So we're probably having three games in July, um, trying to avoid the long weekend. So um, we're, we're going to play home game here, home game there, and then, uh, winner of the, the points differential after those two games will get to host that third and final game. And you're playing at Libel Field, right? That's your home field? That's going to be our home field this year. Yeah, we're excited to be there with uh, with the uh, Reynolds and the changes there and just get back on the field. Yeah, that's a nice intimate setting. Like, it's great to play at uh, Mosaic Stadium, but it's great to – that Libel Field, I've, all, I've often said this, Chris, if you if you blindfolded somebody and then just dropped them in that field, didn't tell them where they were, they'd think they'd be in B.C. or maybe Calgary or something with all those trees. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful area. They've done such a good job with that field and with the, the surrounding area and the facilities there. So we're, we're really pumped to, to play our games there this year. Well, we're looking forward to ride football finally. Thanks for this, Chris. I appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you. Well, as you know, this is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football, but this pandemic has hit all sports hard, so it's important to grow every game. So every once in a while, I'll go off brand, and that's what I'm doing here. Let's head back on the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline and talk with Regina Red Sox Director of Player Personnel, Rye Pythakis. How long have you held that post, Rye? Uh, I think I'm going into my seventh year now with the with the Red Sox. Um, great, great organization, and and humbled and honored to uh, be involved with the, with the Red Sox. Yeah, it's been a tough couple of years here with this pandemic. Uh, how do you feel about the future of the baseball team going forward? I guess a nice announcement that they're trying to get a downtown stadium, which has sparked a lot of interest when they haven't been playing baseball. But just your thoughts on the league going forward once we get through this uh, stupid pandemic. Well, the league is strong. Um, the Regina Red Sox organization is, you know, uh, a leader in the league. Uh, with the leadership provided by Gary and, and uh, Bernie. Um, the league is in good hands uh, w- with a lot of new things going on with the new field in Sylvan Lake, a brand-new stadium, um, the upgrades to Medicine Hat, Lethbridge, Okotoks has a great facility. Uh, I think, you know, they're going to build one in Spruce, Spruce Grove for the Edmonton franchise. So uh, hopefully we can follow suit in Regina with a, a nice brand-new stadium in Regina. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be be great for the league, great for the city, and uh, uh, I, I think it's something that uh, you know hopefully comes to fruition here in two to three years. Now you got a Greek heritage. We'll talk about that in a second. But you come to us from Ontario. Tell us a bit about your background and and what brought you to Regina. Your your playing background, maybe coaching, and what brought you here to this position in Regina. Well. I was involved in independent baseball in in, uh, in Thunder Bay with uh, the Northern League. Uh, the Renaissance of independent baseball is one of the, you know, the cutting cutting edge uh, leagues in 1993. And then uh, I headed west uh, to work with the Regina Reds, Regina Cyclones, mm-hmm. and I was the player director of the 1995 championship 
team in in, in Regina for the, in the Prairie League. So I, we planted down some roots here with my wife and my children, and uh, you know I kind of used this for a home base. I, I did leave the province on a couple of occasions to work in in New York in baseball and also in Missouri, but uh, we, we put roots down here in Saskatchewan. Uh, always gravitated back here, and the sports community has been good to me here. Yeah, so talk about baseball and the health of baseball in Regina in terms of the talent level you see in Regina and even Saskatchewan and how maybe it's uh, changed over the years from when you won your first title back in 1995 with the Cyclones. Well, the game has really grown uh, in the province with great leadership and, and uh, you know, from SAS Baseball and all the new the academies, uh, you know, Inside Pitch Academy, the RBI Academy, Martin Academy, uh, there's an Inside Pitch Academy is into Saskatoon as well, and then there's an academy here uh, uh, in Saskatoon called the Going Yard. Um, so the game has really grown. Has some great coaches. Uh, a lot of players that have played college baseball have come back home, uh, and you know, put back to the sport that they love. And uh, and the and the young players have really have really flourished. Uh, you know, with the coaching and, and all the programs that have been developed here in the last, you know, seven to ten years. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Rye, um, so you're looking at a player. What's the what's the top attribute uh, for a player that you're looking at? And I'm, just in general, I know you look at different things for different positions, but what kind of player does Rye Pathakis like? Well, I, I like a guy that, you know, plays the game you know, has fun, but plays it seriously. Plays it, uh, you know, with with serious intentions and and respect to the game and respect to the community that you know they're in and playing for. Um, a guy that you know doesn't give away at bats. You know, serious at bats every time he's at plate. Um, you know, and good defense. Uh, those are guys on the offensive side and pitching. You know, the same thing. Uh, guys that throw strikes. Um, you know, take it seriously um, and respect the game. So uh, we've had a lot of players like that in Regina uh, over the last six, seven years and looking forward to 2022. We have, uh, you know, a good portion of guys have already been contacted and, you know, they're looking at the next summer already. They're very excited to come to Regina. Awesome. So help me out here because I'm a, I'm, believe it or not, I'm in my 40s and I'm really just getting into baseball. Like I'm, maybe it's because my Padres are finally good. So I've been watching uh, a little bit of uh, San Diego Padres baseball and I've been to a few Red Sox games here locally. It's not like I never watched the sport, but when you talk about not giving a bat away, can you do a deeper dive on that? What do you mean by not giving a bat away? Not giving an at bat away. That's well, right. That's right. Yeah, they're they're precious. Like you only get so many of them, so you you have to get up there and, and do a job. You know, uh, go up there with an approach. Don't give a bat away. Um, you only get three to four a game, so uh, you know, in live action, you could you can practice or you can take batting practice all day long. But in a game situation, there's only so many at bats, so you have to take them seriously, and you know, and don't give them away. Um, you know, Rye, if I'm watching a guy and, and suppose it's, um, you know, they've got a really good pitcher on the mound and, and Rye's in the batter's box and he goes mano a mano with this guy, 12, 14 pitches, fouling him off, but then eventually flies out. Would you consider that a, a good at bat that he's kind of, you know, worn that pitcher down for later in the game? 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's the call he had bat, and he didn't give that at bat away. He was he was locked in. He was locked in, you know. So, uh, and that that would help him. Say if that was his first at bat or second at bat, that would guarantee help him in his third and fourth at bat. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So you know, just being being in the, you know being in the, in the zone and, and and taking every bat at bat seriously. Uh, I mean, I, I like guys like that. You know. Yeah, absolutely, a grinder, as it were. Okay, so you're a hardworking guy, and you're going to be busy with the Greek team. Tell us about that. Yeah, we're. Uh, we're headed to Lithuania end of June uh, for European qualifier. Uh, upon advancement from there, uh, we go to Italy in September. Um, we feel good about our opportunity and our chances with the team that we're bringing to Lithuania, and we back we'll be back in the top 16 in Europe. So uh, it, it, it's classified as the A pool. Mm-hmm. So you'd be playing. Uh, you get to the A pool. You'd be playing teams like Italy, Spain, the Netherlands, Great Britain. Israel, so a lot of the, Israel's in the Olympics. So uh, I mean, we'll be back in that in that uh, you know neighborhood of teams. We're very excited about it. Um, we ha- we have a good team put together. As a matter of fact, we have a Regina Red Sox alumni that will be coming to Lithuania with us. Is Antonio Torres? He was a catcher. Mm-hmm. His mom his mom is of Greek heritage. Um, he's playing in professional in Germany right now. Uh, He'll be on our team in Lithuania. And, so, uh, and you're managing this ball club, we should let people know. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, a great honor to you know represent your country and uh, feel very blessed to, to have the opportunity to do so. Now you're on the personnel side, Rye, but is that now? Forgive me, I I don't know all your background. Have you managed before? Do you like managing? Do you like that side of baseball, or do you like the scouting side better? Uh, no, I, I like it all. Um, I, I, you know, I managed some games in the American Association while I was in Joplin. Um, you know, I was in the dugout with the Saskatoon Yellow Jackets a lot, coached with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like it all. Um, I, you know, I have something to offer in the dugout. So in the last few years, I've been in the dugout with the, with the Greek team in Bulgaria. And also in Ireland, it's nice to be on the field with the players, with the guys that you've recruited to bring in. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Hey, how have you? Last question for you, Rye. How have you uh, kept busy during this really long off season? No, you know, two years of no Regina Red Sox baseball. You're you're a guy that scouts. You just said you like being around the diamond. How tough has it been on you mentally? What have you done in this pandemic to maybe get better or get through it? Well. We, you know, as you know, we did recruit two teams you right. know, for twenty. <laughs> yeah. So we, we kept busy with that, and then uh, you know we had to we had to call all the guys and and you know and let them know the, the situation up here. But uh, so that kept me busy. I also you know with the Greek team preparation wise, mm-hmm. um, and then I also worked for the uh, United Shores Professional Baseball League out of Detroit, Michigan. I'm a scout advisor. They. Uh, they played last summer through the pandemic, uh, so okay. I, you know, I worked on getting players there, and and this year, you know, I've I sent about 20, 20, 22 players there. So, so uh, I guess going to squeeze a couple more here. It's a podcast. I got lots of time. How does the how does the, the the league the Red Sox play and rank with some of the other ones that you you just mentioned? The other one you scouted for there, but how does this league rank with others you've been in? Uh, 
this is a quality quality league, uh, competitive league. Uh, in the last ten years, the talent has really really increased. Uh, you know, I was involved in, in Saskatoon here in 2001 with the Yellow Jackets upon inception into the, into the you know at that time Western Major Baseball League. But you know, at that time there wasn't many Division One players. Um, you know, the talent pool was a little smaller than it is now. Obviously, with the you know the growth of the internet, um, you know, over the last you know 15 years, 20 years, it's really made it a lot more easy to uh, to contact and more players are accessible. So, you know, we got some good things going on in this league. Uh, it's as good as the West Coast League. It's as good as the Northwoods League. Um, and you know, with what's going on out west here with, you know, possibly a new stadium in Regina. We hope that comes to fruition here. And and all the new stadiums in, in Alberta. But there's nothing but, you know, sky's the limit for our league. Okay, last question for you. And uh, humor me if you think this is a dumb question, okay? How do you, like, when you're a manager with, with Greece, you know you'll do well just by how far you go. If you're with the Regina Red Sox and you're a manager, you know your team is uh, winning or losing, you get judged by the record. Same thing as a starting pitcher, batting average. How do you judge yourself? Like, how do you know you're doing a good job as a scout? Do you, do you, look, at a, do you look at your manifest and say, okay, I, uh, dra- I, uh, you know, I scouted these 10 guys and six of them uh, did well, so I'm doing well. Like, how do you do that? How do you determine if you're doing a good job? Well, I, I think it's overall team success, you know, and, and Regina has been in the, in, the, in the final three of the last five years. So, I, I, you know, that I, I think our team success kind of points to the kind of the people that, and players that we've brought in. Mm-hmm. And with that team success comes individual success. So we have a number of guys that went on to play independent baseball professionally. We have guys in Europe playing in, in different leagues in Europe, Australia, summer coaching at the uh, the collegiate level now. Uh, so, you know, we've, we've attracted and brought in a lot of great, great baseball people. And, you know, our success on the field, you know, being in the final three of the last five years, you know, it kind of speaks for itself. Well, you sound like an interesting man. I'm really looking. It's nice to meet you on the phone here, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how Greece does. Uh, good luck this summer, my friend. Well, thank you very much and appreciate your time, and uh, thanks so much. Well, just before I wrap up this installment, number 292, I wanted to remind you to be on the lookout for the Top 50 CanWest football show that's coming out this summer. We're just into the editing stage right now. It's a show much like the NFL Top 100 that combines interviews and video highlights from the best players in the U Sports CanWest Conference. The list came together by talking to various coaches, players, and media. It'll be out on a few different platforms, hopefully later in the summer. If you'd like to sponsor this first-of-its-kind of show, please email me at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com or direct message me on Twitter at ballsy72 or go to the Growing the Game with Ballsy Facebook page and leave me a message. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.